Engine 2, Medic 1, Respond, Vehicle Accident, with Injuries. Main Street and 45th. Main Street and 45th, Time Out 1328. What's going on, everyone? Andrew from EMT Life Podcast. Welcome in you back. I'm very excited. I finally get to record another episode for you guys. It's been rough this past month. And I know I say it all the time, but school has really screwed up my schedule. I work one day, I have a clinical the next day, and then I have school the day after that. And it's just a following rotation of every third day I'm doing something. And it is really, really hard to grind through this. But I don't want to discourage anybody going to school to become a paramedic because it is great education. We definitely need more paramedics in in the United States. I'm sure we need them throughout the world as well. But it is just a rough grind definitely going to be worth it in the end. It will be worth it, but it's a grind. So I don't want to discourage anybody going to school because I always think further your education, that's what I'm doing right now. But it's rough. Just know that going in. With that being said, we had an incident uh, the other day at work where I thought, hey, I can make a podcast out of this. And it was a, a vehicle accident where I had to call you know, a scene size up. And we don't do that a whole lot in EMS. The fire department does a very good job at giving scene size ups because they're usually first on vehicle accidents, fires, hazardous material, incidents, stuff like that. So the fire department is trained to do size ups. Whereas EMS, we're not really trained to do scene size ups and it's a learn on the go experience basically. So I had one the other day, it was kind of interesting uh, I was definitely scared. Um, I've never had to never had to do that before in that depth in a pretty big incident. I call it a big incident, but I was definitely scared out of my mind to do it. But really, the importance of of a size up is to let obviously the dispatcher know what what's going on because the dispatcher doesn't know. The dispatcher is usually on the phone trying to get more information and when you can actually see it and tell the dispatcher what's going on, then the dispatcher can also get you more resources that you need. So the size up gives the dispatcher information. It gives your incoming units more information, your supervisor, more information, just painting a good picture is, is what really a size up needs. And to do that, Obviously, it just takes practice. You, you, you just have to keep practicing the best you can. So really, I guess in theory, you could call a size up on any situation that you have. But most of the time, like medical calls, when you just go to, in, go to somebody's house, you don't need to call a size up. But if you're going to have more than one ambulance respond to a scene, and if you get there first, you're, you're definitely going to be the one, or you should be the one calling a size up to let let them know what they have because you can't just leave everybody out in the dark. Uh, so the incident I had, it got dispatched out to us as a single vehicle rollover accident. 
Uh, it was was a third party caller. So that means the person called it in and just left the scene. So the person didn't even stay on scene to see if any, everybody was okay. So we get on scene and this is what I see. A size up is basically done from your windshield. So this is what I see while I'm still in the ambulance. I say 104 on scene, single vehicle rollover vehicle in vehicle in the ditch, uh, power lines on top of the vehicle. We have one ejection, one ambulatory patient, continue fire and SO code two. also have the power company en route. So I kind of just gave a, a brief, brief description of what I had, because obviously there was an ejection. I had one patient ambulatory, so I have at least two patients and I need to go check the status on them. So it's a quick 15 to 30 second explanation of what you have. Uh, so we get out. The paramedic goes over to the ambulatory patient. She puts me in charge of of the the scene, and the guy's still in the roadway. So I get back on my radio. I say 104 dispatch. Uh, we have one signal seven. Signal seven means that they're dead. So I say we have one signal seven. We're shutting down both lanes of southbound 41. Unknown status of other occupants standby. So I shut down both lanes because the guy died. There's obviously going to be an investigation and it's going to be safer for us to work in that area. So I covered up the the dead guy. And unfortunately, when you run a trauma situation like that, you're going to have to do, do and make decisions that you really don't want to. Obviously, I never want to call, uh, call a time of death on somebody. It sucks. Um, but this guy had injuries incompatible with life. Um, he had his face just completely ripped off. It was, it was unrecognizable. He was in a pool of blood. You could see blood dripping out of his head and he didn't have a pulse. He wasn't breathing. So unfortunately, like I said, in a trauma situation, you just have to move on. So I dealt with him. I looked in the vehicle. We had another patient in the vehicle. I could see his arm. Now, like I said, there were power lines over the vehicle. So I got back on the radio, 104. We have a second patient still trapped in the vehicle. Unknown status, unable to get to him because of power lines. Now, don't put yourself in a dangerous situation if you don't have to. You know, I could see his arm. I didn't know the status. So I started a second unit to my location. And we dealt with what we had. Uh, You know, it's unfortunate that we couldn't help out the guy a little more uh, that was stuck in the vehicle. But it's it's a dangerous situation. Uh, I I definitely don't want to get electrocuted. You might. And that's your prerogative. But... I'm not going to be the one that gets electrocuted just to help somebody out. I kind of sounds a little selfish, but you need to, you need to um, keep your safety in mind as well as your partner's safety. So my partner and I dealt with the ambulatory patient, the fire rescue finally got on scene and I told him, Hey, we got one, one signal seven, one still stuck in the vehicle, but there's power lines and I'm not going up there to touch them. And neither did the fire department. So they waited for the power to get shut off. Uh, my partner and I took 
took our patient to a trauma center. You know, we put a C collar on her and, and got her to the trauma center as fast as we could. Um, we called the trauma alert just because there was mechanism of injury. That car was just smushed. It was actually a truck and it was, to me, it was unrecognizable. I could not, I didn't think it was a truck. I thought it was a small SUV. Uh, it was just that damaged. I was, when I found out it was a truck later on, I was very impressed that that could have happened because it was just significantly crushed. It was so bad. Uh, but they ended up getting that other guy out. They flew him to the trauma center as well. And yeah, that was basically it. But just when you get on scene uh, of an incident like that, just make sure you obviously keep yourself safe, but give a good picture, the best of your ability uh, to, to paint that picture for, for your incoming units. Uh, like I said, it's not really a big part of EMS. It does happen, and you want to be prepared for when it does happen. But it doesn't happen that often in EMS. Usually the sheriff's office will beat you to the scene. The fire department will beat you to the scene. So they're more trained to do it than we are. But don't be afraid to do it as well. You know, um, it's your job. It's part of your job. Don't be afraid to do it. Like I said, just do the best you can, really. I mean, somebody might make fun of you later for doing it, but whatever. Um, it just gets me when a vehicle accident gets dispatched out and they'll say, you know, uh, medic, medic 126 on scene. Okay, cool. You're on scene. What do you have? You know, I'm nosy. I like to know what other people have. So I listen to the radio. We listen to the radio all the time. But when you just cut yourself short like that, you're just leaving yourself in the dark and it just takes longer for, for dispatch to help you get the correct units out there that you need. Um, but that's all I got for this one. Kind of short, kind of quick. Uh, definitely thankful I got a little bit of time to record this. Uh, if you saw my Instagram, you know I said I wanted to start doing recordings. Um, and I'm going to start doing that. So I recorded this episode. If you listen... If you just listen to the podcast, whether that be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use, I did start a YouTube channel, and I'll be uploading the the videos there. And it's still EMT Life Podcast. Um, so I'll be putting videos up there. So if you like the videos, you can go there and look. If you just like the podcasts, you can keep listening in on whatever platform you use. And also, don't be afraid to, to go to Instagram, you know. I, I love answering answering messages, and I can answer messages more than I can record an episode. So I'm very active on Instagram, and Instagram's EMT underscore life underscore podcast. Shoot me those questions. Talk to me. I like talking to everybody, and I kind of need a little bit of a little bit of a break. So so talking to you guys really really helps me out with that. Uh, like I said, YouTube EMT Life podcast. I'm putting the recordings up now. So hopefully they turn out good. Hopefully you guys like them. And I think I'm going to keep doing that from now on. And hopefully I keep having some more free time where I can keep recording more episodes because 
it it just it makes me happy to record an episode. I know you guys are patiently waiting for them, and I thank you for that. And it gets my mind off school. So with that being said, I wish everybody has a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and God bless.